In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our adult catechesis course, The Story of the Bible, we began by talking about worldviews. Everyone has a worldview. Actually, you probably have several running around in your mind at once because worldviews aren't typically consistent in any one person. Our worldview is how we make sense of the world around us. It's basically the stories that we tell ourselves, stories that were first told to us by others typically, about how the world works and our place in that story, in that world. Our worldview determines how we find meaning, purpose, and value, and in doing so, it gives direction to our lives. To think about our worldview, I proposed five questions. Who are we? Where are we? When are we? What's wrong? And what's the solution? For this morning, on this first Sunday of Advent, I want us to think for a bit about that middle question. When are we? In Romans 13, Paul is wrestling with this very question. He summarizes, condenses all of human history down to two periods. One of dark and one of light. Night and day. He says in verse 11, and you can see here how he's wrestling with this question of when are we? He says, besides this, you know what? The time. You know the time. The hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. Then he says in verse 12, the night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Part, an important part, of being a Christian is recognizing when we are. When we are in this story of redemptive history and living accordingly. We've divided the story of the Bible in our class into five acts. And part of the point of dividing the story this way is to help us understand that living biblically or living appropriately within the story of the Bible means recognizing where we are in that story. If we're supposed to be in Act 5, but we're living like we're still in Acts 1 through 4, we're not going to be living rightly. We're not going to be living biblically. To do that, we have to know when we are in this story. Similarly, Paul is saying that this moment in history The darkness of the world, the darkness that preceded the coming of Christ is far gone. The night is passing away and a new day has dawned with His birth, His death, His resurrection, and His ascension. 
And that light is now shining in the world. So we have to make a choice. Do we want to live like people of the night? Or do we want to live like people of the day? You see, most of us gather here on Sundays. And we confess these incredible truths about Jesus Christ. About who He is and what He's done. About how the world has changed, is changing, and one day will change forever because of Jesus Christ. But then what happens? What happens when we go back out through those doors into the darkness of the world? For many Christians, we live like the new day hasn't dawned. We live like it's still nighttime. We live like Jesus didn't come. And Paul is specifically talking about sins. But if we jump over to Matthew 24 a minute, we find different and frankly more terrifying imagery. Noah isn't mentioned much in the New Testament, but he's mentioned here in Matthew 24. The day of the coming of the Son of Man, a topic we won't get into at the moment, is compared to the days of Noah. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were, on, they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Whatever Jesus means here by the coming of the Son of Man in Matthew's Gospel, His comparison to the days of Noah isn't about rampant sin. He isn't saying the people were sinning and then God sent the flood. Just based, ask yourself, based on Matthew 24, 38, what were the people doing before the flood came? They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. To put that in other terms, they were getting on with life. They were going about their life normally, typically. Jesus isn't warning us about the dangers of gross sin. That type of sin is certainly antithetical to people of the light and to our claim that the true light has dawned on the world in Jesus Christ. Jesus is warning us about the danger of normalcy. I know this as well as anyone, so this is another one of those sermons that is an exercise in public self-indictment. I am always preaching to myself, and it happens to help you all. That's, that's great, too. But it's very easy to walk back out those doors. 
and return to a life that by all worldly and cultural definitions would be a normal life. But there's something dangerous about that normalcy, not the least of which is the fact that this normalcy, what's the norm, what's the good life, is most typically defined by our culture and not by the kingdom of God. You know what time it is, brothers and sisters. You know that the hour has come for you to wake out of sleep. I think here of Hume awakening Kant from his dogmatic slumber because the sleep Paul refers to here isn't physical sleep. It's one of our minds. It's the malaise we all feel when we are comfortable. When we fall into these patterns that just repeat themselves. And that repetition lulls us to sleep and never once gives us the chance to ask the question, Am I living like Christ and His kingdom have come to this world? Am I living like A new day has dawned for creation. Or am I living the same life that I would be if Jesus had never come and there was no kingdom of God? This is the question I want you to wrestle with this morning. What if Jesus hadn't come? Would your life be any different than it is right now? If your honest answer to that question is, I don't think my life would be much different. I'd probably still have the same job, the same hobbies, spend my time and money the same way. Then now, Right now is the time for you to wake out of sleep. For there is no more important event in the history of humanity or in the history of your life than the coming of Jesus Christ into this world. And if His coming is the most important event in your life, then you need to live like it. You need to walk properly as in the daytime. Because that's what time it really is. And when we live like people of the darkness, whether that's by sinning, or by by being lulled back to sleep by the normalcy of our lives, by eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, our lives say to the world, that the light of the world hasn't come. That Christmas never happened. That there is no new day. But that new day has 
come. With the birth, death, resurrection, and ascension of our Lord, a new day has dawned on this world. Much of the world is still in darkness. There is certainly more light to come. But the light is here. And if we call ourselves people who have seen that light, if we expect others to believe us and to see that light too, then we must live lives that say a new day has dawned and we are people of the light. We must wake out of sleep. We must cast off the works of darkness and put on our Lord Jesus Christ. For our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. And when our Lord Jesus Christ comes again, He is bringing His salvation. But He's bringing it to those who walk in His light. Amen.